know your time is valuable. Thank you for holding. Someone will be with you as soon as possible. What did we think of this movie? I'm giving this movie a B minus. What? Odin reminds me of a Haitian father. <laughs> <laughs> this is. It feels like the comic brought to live screen. <laughs> Who's gonna stop you? It's Odin. <laughs> this is. If this is the story they are going for, can we buy a cheap table so I can flip it? <laughs> we will not have it, dog. All right, everybody, we got a curfew. By nine o'clock, you're Odin. Don't regret. Dang, can you edit that out? And now. This is. Marvelous Friends. Marvelous Friends. Welcome to the Marvelous Friends podcast. <laughs> We're now listening to Marvelous Friends. You know what I just realized? I think Rob has a point. I think Steven was a personality, but once he became Moon Knight, Mark became Moon Knight, Steven became like an a actual soul in his body through the Egyptian spirituality and magic. Mm. Because remember that mm. when he went to the funeral and then he chickened, well, not chickened out. What am I talking about? <laughs> like, go to your abusive mom's funeral. Mm. But he kind of, like, he kind of just changed, he just kind of ran away. Yeah. He, he was like, I don't want to, I can't face okay. this, right? Yep. I, I think mm-hmm. at that point that he was Moon Knight. I think at that point. Mm. And I think because the mom died, I think the dad decided to reach out to his son. Like, like maybe he was reluctant to do it because of how things ended between them. But now that, okay, well, my wife is Mm -hmm. dead. I need my son. And I think Mark was compelled to, even though he was Moon Knight and he was doing all this, you know, these missions, he, he was compelled to go to the dad. But then at the last second, he was like, yo, I can't do this. And when he switches to Steven, it's like a separate soul. It's not just a personality or a projection in his mind. Uh-huh. It's an actual like soul that I'm, I'm, you're losing me though. You're losing me. So how be judged? So because I follow you to a degree, but you're losing me. So how explain the soul piece to me? How is it that um, you said that when? Because you you mentioned Kanchu and when he brought when he became Moon Knight and all that, but but the real topic is the soul, right? That where Stephen becomes an actual yeah. soul. How does Kanchu? How is it that Kanchu is connected to that? Because he he transforms. So I think, just to clarify, he transforms or or not transforms, but he he goes into that personality. He come he comes back and forth up until a certain point where he just decides, no, I'm going to be Stephen. So. How then does Kanshu influence Steven becoming an actual soul and not just a personality? This is why I wish we had him in the military dealing with this personality disorder. But So I have to use the kid when he was a kid. Okay. That's the best I can uh-huh. do. So as a kid, it feels like it's like an emotional trigger, but it's also willpower. It's like a mixture of the two. And disclaimer I'm not a psychiatrist mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't research did d- dissociative identity disorder but based on what we saw in that scene as a kid it seems like he's trying to get through the situation like there's the kid, mom yep. is banging on the door yep. there's the dad i don't know where he is 
And it's almost like he's looking at the poster like as a... Something he looks up it's to. It's kind of like in Jessica Jones when she kept repeating the addresses. Yep. Remember, she kept saying mm-hmm. the addresses over yeah, and over to, and over yep, again. It's to ground him. And in, the, in Kid Mark... What? It's to ground him. Yeah. yeah. And Kid Mark, I think, is doing the same thing with the Stephen Grant poster. He's looking at the poster mm-hmm. and he's like muttering to himself. It's almost like he's memorizing the movie. And then out of nowhere... He becomes Steven, but I feel like that's more of a, that's more of like a mental exercise, if that makes sense. I follow you. Okay. Okay. So at what point? It's like a mental exercise. So then, so then, okay. So we see the mental exercise, but then, because we see the, 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 the conscious or subconscious, whatever, just there's a decision being made for lack of a better word. Yeah. It's a decision. It's more like a decision, but it's, there is some. It's a mixture of like intentional and unintentional. Sure. It's like a weird yeah. mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's yeah. So 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 there's that, and he was able to do that since he was young. But then Mark meets Conchu, right? Yes. And so from that point, or in that moment, or whatever, like how how is it that now that Conchu's involved? Uh, Steven is a soul and not just a personality. Because Conchu um, needs a human avatar mm-hmm. and he bonds with that avatar's soul. That's what Harrow explained. Okay. Like he, he literally bonds with their soul. I think what happened in episode two when Steven wore the, the fancy suit, the fancy Moon Knight mm-hmm. suit, it proved that Steven himself is a soul because it's only uh, through the soul huh. that you can use you the now. Moon Knight power mm-hmm. because it's all connected to the Egyptian spirituality. Like even when they were in the the the, the underworld, she uh, the hippo was judging their souls. Mm-hmm. You can't judge a mental projection. So because it's spirituality and magic, it's it has to work on something tangible Mm. it can't just be a construct it has to be a a real thing Mm. so and the fact that mark and steven were separately hugging each other that i think that proves that steven through magic became a soul in his own right yeah so then i have a i have a question then shouldn't conchu not being around influence that i think when Kanchu wasn't around. He he reverted back to the traditional. Okay, it's a mixture of intentionally doing it and subconsciously doing it. I would like it, it reverted back to because because here's the thing. So with Layla, right? Stephen kisses Layla, but I really feel like Mark kissed Layla and just used Stephen because he feels guilty. Okay, just like when he was a kid, right? I don't think that was like magic so so let me go back to my question then because um again in this episode conchu is not around and yet each soul both of their souls are being judged because the hippo is a god too so when there's a god present steven becomes a soul but when there's no god it's just a mental projection he's basically just talking to himself so i like a crazy person i so i think I think I disagree with you on that 
Because I think there's a difference between a god being present and a god choosing an avatar. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, if if he was just a mental projection and he reverted back to that mental projection, there would be no soul for her to judge. Her being uh, Taroet. But I think because since Khonshu's gone, I, I think whatever's done is done. And he's a soul. This, ooh, this is an interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think you have a point. Maybe what Khonshu did, maybe the because of Khonshu like influenced Mark, the scales can detect it, mm. like a fingerprint. Mm. Like when you touch something and you put it down, you're not touching it anymore, but you, the fingerprint's still there. Right. Right. So maybe it's like more like even that. going back to what you just mentioned, Harrow, right? When he judged uh, Stephen, he was what was he judging? Um, the soul and the intent of the soul. Does the soul intend to do evil? Right. If if the soul intends to do evil, then he destroys it and sends it to the the underworld or the afterlife or whatever. Bro, if we were having this conversation, I would have missed all of that watching the show. Not that they, not that they don't tell it very well because I think they do. But it's not it's not in the dialogue. It's it's in the story. No, it's it's just a theory simply because Steven and Mark are literally hugging each other. Yeah. Whereas before this episode they couldn't do that. Right. So it just sparked a lot of thought in my head. Yeah. No, I yeah. I really do think you're onto something though, man, because it's not just them. Because that's a big deal. Yeah. Like the fact that they to, like cause think about it, he's a kid and he's like, All right, I gotta be Steven because if I just stay myself, you know, who knows what a kid in that situation would do. They might start hurting themselves. Right. So, all right, let me be Steven. And you go from that to an actual guy named Steven mm-hmm. that, that's looking at you and, and touching yep. you. It's like, what yep. the heck? He wasn't able to do that when he was young. He just switched. Yeah. So he just switched. This is interesting so, stuff. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm, lis- I'm just listening and processing. Yeah, no, um, Rinaldi. I think, yeah, it's definitely two souls because if it was just Mark and just like personalities, then what you would see in the afterlife would just be one body. You wouldn't see them both. So, yeah, I definitely think that that. Or it would be something. Mark talking to himself, thinking he's talking exactly. To Steven. Yeah, but Tarot is right. talking to both of them. But the fact that they're right. I mean the hippo literally sees Steven and interacts with mm-hmm. him. Right. <laughs> yep. Wow. Okay. This is we're getting into some territory here. Um Dang, the, I didn't mean to get so I'm deep into sure. all no, this. No, you, <laughs> no. You said you had a theory and I wanted to hear it. I, I'm try, how did that connect to what I said? I, I'm trying to remember. There was something that I said and you're like, yo, you think I have a point. You said earlier, does Khonshu have something to do with this? And I was kind of dismissive about it. But then I'm like, on second thought, I think he does kind of have something to do with it. Because Wait, do with what how do you exactly? go from talking to yourself from the outsider perspective to two people, your other personality can hug you. Right. Because remember with Layla, yeah, it was like, because yeah, with Layla, it's like, oh, my husband's just talking to mm, himself. Mm-hmm. But then with the hippo, it's like, oh, hey, there's another guy here. That's weird. Hmm. It's like, wait, that's two totally different hmm. things. Yeah, that's – oh, man. So oh, man. since we're on the topic of the two, uh, you have Steven and you have Mark. And 
you know, this episode ends the way it ends. I did not expect it to end that way. First of all, I I thought yeah. there was more, and I thought it was going to lead us somewhere, and it just ends. And and so they're on whatever that boat is. I don't know if we learned the name of that. Um, and you can Google it. It's all Egyptian, it's all Egyptian stuff. Religion, yeah, so, um, or old Egyptian religion. Right. So so uh, Mark and Stephen, they're fighting these these sand zombie dead people whatever they're 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 hopping on the boat <laughs> they're so they're so the lost souls the lost souls thank you um we'll call them lost sand souls um <laughs> they're they're hopping on this this boat that is trying to take them uh i think it turns around to take them to the gate of osiris right i think that's what's happening um meanwhile the the scales are being they're trying to balance the whole time they're trying to, they're trying to balance um steven Builds up the courage to help Mark because Mark was losing that fight. Um, I thought that that was a little cheesy the way he he goes. But wait, you're me, which means I got this. And I'm like, Oof, I, got this. I, I feel like know that's about. in line with his humor, but corny. still corny. Yeah. So so he jumps in, he fights. You know, he he gets he gets uh, some hits in and everything, and he he's legit. He helps, but then uh, he runs over to to help mark who looks like he's going to be thrown overboard and steven gets thrown overboard with the lost soul and you know we learned that anybody you know tossed off the ship uh and into the sand they're lost like they, they can't uh there's no way for them to get to the what is it the the fields the fields of reeds field of, field reeds. of reeds yeah field of reeds mm-hmm. and and so he gets tossed over he turns in the stand Steven, that is. Mark is in the ship, and the scales balance, which brings him to the fields of reeds. And it's bright. It's calm. There's there's uh, calming music, and the episode ends. And I'm like, what? How did you – how did you – not only were these guys, and I'll call them these guys, right? They. They were separated from Conchu, right? Not only were they separated from Conchu, but Steven gets shot, wakes up in an asylum, which... I, oh, no, no, that was Mark. Oh, sorry, Mark. See, I'm doing it. So yeah. Mark gets shot. He wakes up in a um, in an asylum, okay? In this asylum, they go, they go even deeper anytime it takes medication. And then even in the asylum... This this the second level asylum the after or end afterlife the afterlife they're in. There's doors that they go through, so they're already so far separated from what we learn is uh, is reality. Just to be separated even further from each other, from what they've they've developed as a, as two personalities, as two souls, Stephen and Mark. So there there's so much separation here, and we have no idea what's happening in Egypt. Yeah, in the in the real world, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know if Layla's dead or alive or, you know, we don't know how many people have died because of Harrow's um, plan apparently succeeding. We don't know if it – it looks like it is succeeding because there's a bunch of souls yeah. ending up in the sand mm-hmm. that, you know, he, the god that Harrow follows, she wants to judge them. For things that they they intend to do, not things that they actually mm-hmm. did. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
How did we feel about the way this episode ended? Felt just like Loki, episode five, for me. In what way exactly? I think I know what you're talking about, but... <sighs> it got me excited for episode six, because it's like something big was about to happen. I think that's kind of the feeling that I'm getting now. But I was not a fan of the episode. Mm. Not that this was bad, again, like some great storytelling, but it was... Mm. I don't know. Would you say that this is your least favorite episode? I don't know if I have a favorite episode. Oh. I don't, so I don't know if that even helps. <laughs> oh. I thought episode one was your favorite. I liked it, but I don't know if it, I can <laughs> say it's my favorite. Okay. I, right. I think I have to see everything, um, all the episodes first. Mm. Okay. Fair enough. This is like my sec. To me, this is the second worst episode. Wow. Mm. Oh, wow. Um, the worst episode is definitely episode two. I was mm. not a fan of episode two. Um, but, or was it three? I can't remember. I don't think you liked two. No, three yeah. was. No, I liked three. It was just, I, I think I complained about the action mm-hmm. scenes. But yeah, no, two. Two was that for me. It's two, two as the worst, and then five is second. Um, and it's not because two and five were bad. It's just there were certain things that happened that I just didn't like or care for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in and, and this episode and episode two. Right. Hmm. Yeah. How do you feel about the way it ended Elise, this episode? We'll be right back. In a world where age is nothing but a number in life and in fandoms, join Kimberly and Sheila as they review movies and TV shows for their podcast, Forever Fangirls. Tune in bi-weekly as we delve into the good, the bad, the cute, and explore different themes of each show we cover. Or you can listen to my wife do different voices. Anyway, darlings, Forever Fangirls is available on all major podcasting platforms or on our website, foreverfangirls.com. Um, yeah, I don't know what to make of, of the end. Um, cause yeah, it was like, okay, Steven got thrown overboard. He basically like turned to sand or crumbled or whatever. Then it, the, the souls, I guess, became one and the scales was balanced, but I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really sure what to make of it. Like, I feel like I understand, but then I don't at the same time. Um, I mean, I still overall like this episode, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure completely what they're trying to tell me. Like, I think what I'm gathering is that though Steven has died it's the, you know, there's the, still the reconciling of, you know, the personalities. It's no longer, you know, having Steven as the coping mechanism, but it's Mark on this journey to just like be able to accept, um, and not push away, um, reality. Like he's, he's forced to confront things. So he, you know, so the, the personalities are reconciling, but then I didn't really, I don't know if I completely understand why it ended the way it did, like him being in the 
fields. I guess they are they determining that he was good I think, like, I don't or know. something like I don't know. I, I don't know. I think I have that an idea about that. Hmm. Ronaldo with the theories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. You know, this series is like, oh man, it feels like like there's a lot of interesting things happening, but at the same time, there's just a lot of things. I'm like. I'm like, yo, you could have did more than just this. Like, yeah. I don't know. I guess I'll save that part for when we mm-hmm. do our final thoughts, when we do the last episode and grades. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel, But I do feel like there's interesting stuff. And I think this whole Mark Steven thing is really interesting. And it's got me thinking about like, okay, well, maybe Mark is forced to confront that he's not a bad guy. This is something that his mom put in his head and he's kind of hung on to it because his brother died but it's like it's kind of like what steven said it's like yeah that's just a bad thing that happened that doesn't mean you're a bad person it's just a that's just a a thing that happened to you Um, I think it's not so much whether or not he was a good or bad person, but it's whether or not um, the heart is light as opposed to heavy. Okay, oh, true. Um, because mm, because okay. it almost almost at the same time, uh, you know, we we see that recon- reconciling of the past a little bit, and. Uh, when when Steven's talking to Mark and just like letting him know, like you know that happened to you, and she said those things, and you probably think this, and that's not true. And I think there's a reconciling there, and then almost around the same time, Steven gets tossed over the boat, and so it's almost like a, t- a 180 like complete reconciliation so it's not a matter of good bad evil righteous or anything like that i think it's um how light is the heart and oh that makes i think i think that's what happened with Mm -hmm. the scales i think once he get once he got tossed over the boat that was symbolic of him reconciling and being at peace with his upbringing and what happened to him and so yeah that's what i think but Along the same vein, you know, just the one small like thing that I notice, you know, from hearing your thing, but it's a, it's the same idea. But does he really have peace, though? Mm-hmm. You know what I He's mean? Like, because again, they didn't even touch completely the whole thing. Because like before we even go down memory lane, we see those those dead people in the room. Mm-hmm. I don't even think they really touched that. So maybe that part is good and maybe maybe who we saw in the field of reeds might have been actually the steven persona perhaps but i'm I like, like what i are you don't gonna buy do about that, that either i don't agree with that i think they did touch I don't know it what I'm... i think they did touch it they just didn't go deep into it did they yeah they basically oh, steven I didn't, yeah I, I agree with you steven Elise. basically said conchu made you do all that stuff it's not your fault. All those dead bodies are not your fault. Now, maybe you don't buy it. Maybe you think it's not satisfactory. But Stephen did address it and yeah. put that on country, not Mark. 
And I don't know, Steven, I think, might have a point. Because Conchu is the one that, even Harold said it, like, Conchu likes to use people to do X, Y, and Z. And it's not really, it's like the person kind of agrees reluctantly. Yeah, I kind of forgot what I was going to say. But I think I agree with Elise, where it seems like the tossing over the sand ship was almost like a shedding of, like, a personality or shedding of something that was heavy and not necessarily addressing like um all the dead bodies in the room Mm -hmm. i think i see i think the 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 dead bodies in the like if you you could you could address the symptom or you could address the root right and i think Uh The, the, you know, as you're going through door after door after door, you go into one room, you go into another room, you're, you're seeing the symptoms of, of what Mark has experienced and what even some of what Steven experienced, which is really Mark. Um, but you're seeing what they've experienced out of a, out of a, a real, like something that hasn't been truly diagnosed, Right. You're just seeing the symptoms. Uh-huh. And so you're seeing it and you're facing it. And that's one piece of it, right? And so once you start peeling that one layer back, that's because that's what I think what they were doing down the hallway. They were mm. peeling the layers back. And and once uh-huh. once you, you yeah. peel one layer back, okay, let's get a little deeper. You know, peel another layer back. Let's peel another layer back. Because you're now you're digging into the subconscious. It's like an onion. Exactly. Like Shrek. Exactly. Uh, uh, and so layers. and so finally, <laughs> yeah, so finally you get to um the son or not the son but uh him being young. You you get to you get to that, which is like the very last piece. And that's the one piece that Mark refused Stephen to look at. And that needed to be addressed. And so I think mm-hmm. the the dead bodies, I think it would have been okay to address it, but I think that's that won't even solve anything because that's just one layer. That just needed to be uh, peeled back. Yeah, so I'm not saying that that one is the the ultimate one, but I'm just saying, like, in addition to, like, what you're saying, the layers thing, I'm feeling like, and and maybe what Rinaldi's saying is right, like, I'm feeling like I didn't get enough of them piecing that layer. Not, again, the dead bodies is not the thing. You know, it really, we see that it went back to childhood, but I'm just saying, like, I, I don't know if I got enough of like, okay, did well, did you address that particular layer where you went mercenary mode? Um, because again, like we've been talking about, like that was probably another personality that did that. And that little, um, what do you call it? The little, was it the sarcophagus? That never, never opened. opened. Yep. So. Hmm. So you think Jake so is responsible for the, because Mark admitted that, oh, like I did that with Conchu's um, guidance? Or do you think Mark is mistaken? Because he did he openly be admit. Mistaken. I mean, I, see. I feel like we're all kind of touching upon it. I feel like we're seeing like mm-hmm. the same or different sides of the same like mm-hmm. coin. But then again, maybe maybe I should just pull back because re- y'all remember how I lost <laughs> that bet on the True. power broker nah, all because least, I tried to be super deep. So... Lily, this is a little bit different. This is multiple personality disorder, so you could be right. Also, uh, not some so, fake girl power. Thing. Also, you didn't truly win that, or not win, but you didn't truly lose that bet yet. 
or anything because uh, Fergie has not eaten a sock yet. <laughs> so dang, I thought y'all forgot. No, I didn't. I did not forget. I was like, <laughs> dang, not the sock. sock. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think at least the reason why you feel that about the uh, about the bodies is because overall in the show we haven't seen much mercenary work. We haven't seen anything, and so yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think even if we got that one scene that we got in episode five. I think even then, I think that scene would be okay if we saw mercenary work, but we didn't get that, and so now this scene doesn't. Well, well, that was Moon Knight. That's not mercenary. Well, Moon Knight mercenary. He like... he said he said yeah because I feel like mercenary is a little bit different. Sure, yeah. What if, but my point is, what if you're a well? Well, sorry. Go. Ahead. I'll let you finish well, your point. I have a question. My point is, we didn't see that work. We we didn't see that at all in the show, so it doesn't really make the scene work. That's kind of what I was going to get, but continue. No, no, I agree. We agree. I just have a question because I feel like I don't know, like, because from my understanding, him being a mercenary, um, that could be anything. Like, because I think with the with the dad, right? I think the dad hired mercenaries for like security mm-hmm. because he's going to, you know, dig up this tomb with all these riches. He doesn't want tomb robbers to attack them so hey mr specter can you protect me and my 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 you know dig site team mm-hmm. because why else would mark feel guilty about not saving him unless that the job was like a security job right. that type of mercenary right. work i i feel like the moon knight stuff i think that stuff is the dark stuff oh sure i, I agree with you where That's, you're killing people right. and so when i, I said like the mercenary, mercenary stuff, stuff i think it was just i'm referring to well i need to put food on the table right so when i say mercenary stuff i'm referring to how i felt about not getting any action any blood no like barely any f- oh you're talking more about i'm that. talking more about yeah, that stuff but we're saying the same thing it's just semantics really um even though there is a difference but yes, Moon Knight. I don't know. Is he guilty about Moon Knight and the mercenaries? I thought he was just guilty about the Moon Knight stuff. I honestly, I think that's where I'm getting honestly, at. Though, I do agree with you on that. Honestly, though, stuff, I don't but... even think like I think that's a whole study if we want to talk about guilt. I honestly think that that's just the layer that needed to be peeled back. We'll be right back. Are you tired of leaving the theater disappointed? Do you love dissecting all the best and worst of what Hollywood has to offer? Getting the rundown on what to see and what to avoid at all costs. Join Michael Pishinary, host of the Movies Worth Seeing podcast. Michael reviews all the trending Hollywood films and gives you the inside scoop. The inside scoop. So you'll never leave the theater disappointed again. Check out Movies Worth Seeing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify now. You know, I get that. I think, I think my frustration, and I guess I have a frustration. I'm t- <laughs> we're all frustrated. Is I wish we saw, I wish we we saw it be differentiated in the show. Okay. Very clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, okay, my work as a mercenary is this, and then my work as Moon Knight is this. Sure. Yeah. Yep. They kind of just blend the two together, and it's just like, uh, why don't you just make it separate? Right, right. So let's let's end this episode because I think we had a very very. Uh, we went deep. We went very deep, very deep conversation. I didn't ex- not expect us to go. <laughs> it's almost like therapy. The whole peeling things back, like For real. getting deeper. That's, like, that's all I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. 
This is one big therapy session we're watching. Um, but um, yeah, let me ask you guys this. Predictions. Oof. Going into episode six. They left us with nothing to predict. So what do you think? Oh, yep. what, do you, what do you think is happening? I know, Ronaldo, you touched on it, but um, on what you think is going to happen. But um, care to reiterate, what do you think is going to happen in episode six? I'm going out on a limb, guys, because this is Disney+. Plus. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's hear it. I'm going out on a limb. I think we're going to get Jake and Officer Bushman. And once Harrow is dealt with, I think Jake is going to convince Mark to find Bushman. Mm. Because that's the one who left him for dead. Mm. Um, I think the Harrow stuff, you know, they're, you know, they'll do the conventional Mar- Marvel thing and he's going to show back up with the Moon Knight suit and Harold's going to be like, well, I thought I killed you. And, you know, that traditional Marvel, you know, fight, 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 you know, quip, quip, quip. But but I think my real prediction is once Harold is dealt with, we're going to get a tease about um, Mark and Jake working together to find Bush. Mm. Dog, I don't even know at this point. (laughs) Um, I mean, I think the only thing that I might be able to predict, I don't know how, but that he will regain the, um, they will, they'll find a way to uh, release Khonshu again and he'll get the Moon Knight powers back and possibly stop Harrow. Um, Yeah, I think that's all I got. I don't know what, how they're going to add on to the, uh, this current piece of, you know, his afterlife journey or you know if that's completely done or whatever um but yeah i think he'll defeat harrow and get the moon knight powers back as far as the bushman thing i don't know maybe Ronaldo might be onto something that sounds good um but that's all i personally Mm -hmm. got (laughs) yeah you playing it safe Elise. Mm -hmm. i can respect that she's playing at disney plus first of all i mean i i mean well part of it is me playing it safe but but Two, I just yeah. really don't know anymore. <laughs> gotcha. yeah, that's so. true. How about you, Fergie? Yeah. I, too, am going to play it safe. I honestly, I just want to know what the deal is with the statue, the guy in that town square that mm-hmm. Stephen kept talking to. I wonder if there's any, like, tie back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, But with one episode and, like, all of our speculation, I don't know if they're going to necessarily like touch upon all of it or they'll probably just go in a completely different direction which has happened in the is past is there any so. news on a season two have you guys I haven't read seen anything, anything. About that? and you know what they're not gonna have they're, they're not, not going to oh wow yeah, you, you read that somewhere yeah i saw yeah, for I saw like for like i it was some i mean again i don't i gotta again, I don't, check I gotta the gotta source again the source but i was seeing again, like i was seeing like Shows that shows won't that have won't a season have, two, and it was like this one and like Hawkeye. Hawkeye. They're just Hawkeye. both will not have season twos. Wow, that makes sense. I don't think this show needs one. Mm, wow, but but I Oscar mean, Isaac is pretty expensive. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, no. After this, after after this, Moon Knight's Moon Knight's showing up in movies and other TV shows. That's what I think is happening. I see. Yeah, yep. Yeah. We're talking Spider Man, Daredevil. Like he's showing up in other platforms or other uh, whatever shows and movies series um do you think that's why we got a lot of focus on his mental psyche as opposed to his missions with Kanchu, Con- so people can connect with the character probably. Oh, that's a good point. probably yeah i think i think that was 
I think that had to have been a a a long conversation uh, with the whole team responsible of of building this character and what to focus on. Because there's no mantle passing, really. There's no, there's no mantle passing. Uh, as a you know, like all these other shows, this is one. But thing. there's no real mission, right? It's really more about looking at his mental state, mm-hmm. which I guess makes sense if you want him to cameo and stuff. Yeah, the the mission is just the vehicle to move the story, but we're really exploring him and his mental state and him as a character or characters. Yeah, I think um, that makes sense. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to – I hear your predictions, and I'm hoping some of them come true. I'm hoping some of them don't. I think – I'm still hung up on the way this episode ended. I think we're only going to spend five minutes in the field of reeds, and uh, uh, Mark – what what god would he talk to? That's not Osiris, is it? If he's in the field of reeds, is he? What what god is he? I thought, I thought Osiris is connected to that. That's yeah, what I'm asking. Yeah, I I, I'm pretty so sure he is. I think. But he I, I mean, I'm, yeah, right. Because so I, I think, think didn't even um, Yarret mention him yep. too. Yep. Yeah, because he he holds so the gate I, to that yeah. that place. So I think Mark is going to talk to Osiris, and in some elegant storytelling way, he's going to say, "I want to go back. I got to stop Harrow. I got to. I got to. I have to be joined with Conchu. All of that stuff. Might even throw Stephen in the mix somehow. I think. He, I think we're only getting five minutes in the field of reeds. Um, I have another prediction. Uh, if if we get more time in the field of reeds, it's only because we're cutting away to seeing what's happening in Egypt. Yeah. That's what I think. I can get behind that. Okay. Yep. You can't spend too much time there. There's so much left of the story to tell. There's, I know. I know. There's so much. Um, but I still yeah, think he's spending. Yeah, there's a lot they got to wrap yeah. up. Yeah. I, think, I still think he's spending like How many times have we said that with a Marvel Disney Plus show? seriously. Bro. Like every time, right? It shows too many. <laughs> Well, that's our discussion. Uh, Let us know what you think of everything we talked about in this episode. You can write to us by emailing MarvelousFriendsPod at gmail.com. You can also call and leave us a voicemail. That number is 617-299-6644. Let us know about everything that you've heard in this episode. Or if you want to say hi to us, that's fine too. Marvelous Friends is available on Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. To our Apple Podcast listeners, write us a review and let us know your thoughts. For more fun, unexpected, and low-key ratchet Marvel content, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Marvelous underscore pod. You can also like Marvelous Friends Pod on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can get updates on all our latest uploads and behind-the-scene content. Links to all of these platforms and more are in the show notes of this episode below. This is the Marvelous Friends Podcast.